Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Miley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? Matt, I'm fantastic. I am fantastic. At the time this episode comes out, I will be planning on playing my first round of golf. I'm going Wednesday night. Oh, great. First round out. That's fantastic. It's uh, It's been warm in the Northeast. I know. I just got new sticks, as you know. I'm ready to go. I got new shoes, got a new putter, which means I'm going to look real good when I yank one, you know, 20 yards into the woods, but I have new clubs. So maybe it's the year for me, man. Maybe it's the year I finally get it together. Who knows? I will say I came across this on social. I did not read it, but there is a, mm-hmm. there's a research about baseball players that say, look good, play good, look good, feel good, play good. And there is research behind that. Um, I'll leave the spoiler alert for you on what baseball players are are using to to smell good and look good and feel good, but hmm. um, maybe it's it's part of the mental part and they'll help your golf game. You know what, man? I believe that. Like if you mm-hmm. if you show up for work or you show up for something and you feel good about yourself, absolutely you're going to have the confidence to go out there and perform well. Absolutely. Confidence is very important. So, uh, we wish you luck. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's not going to be a rock star marketing segment, but Matt, I did buy the irons that were following me around the internet. So we talk about remarketing quite a bit. I don't know how these set of tailor maids found me, but they did. And then when I went to Golf Galaxy for a fitting, it's the same model that the guy gave me. And I was like, oh, brand affinity. I've seen these. I know these. Bought them right then and there. Free plugs all over this podcast today. You know what, man? You might as well. If if Taylor Made <laughs> wants to sponsor this podcast, Please, because I'm sure these ones aren't going to work for me just like the other ones didn't. All right, let's get to the show. Let's do it. Can we be better with our email campaigns? Matt, we can always be better. Haley Marketing, one of our core values is good isn't good enough. We're constantly working to challenge the status quo. We're constantly challenging ourselves and our team to look at what we're doing for projects and what we're doing for marketing and how we can be just a little bit better. Matt, you know I talk about the slight edge, getting 1% better every single day. That's email 101, man. What can we do to just get a little bit better? What can we do to get more people to open? What can we do to be a little bit better with our email campaigns? Matt, I had a thought earlier, and I wanted to bring it to the show, and then maybe you share your takes on how we can be a little better with our email campaigns, but here's where my head's at. I think as we look at the second half of this year, we need to be absolutely hypercritical with list segmentation, mailing to the right people, having the right message for that target audience, and being very, very deliberate in everything that we do with email marketing. Maybe it's because I'm super fired up about the amount of junk email that I've gotten in the past three to six months. Maybe it's because I'm seeing other brands become really, really good at segmentation. I just strongly believe that staffing needs to get hyper-focused, hypercritical, and become very, very strategic with list segmentation and emailing the right people, the right message at the right time. That's how I think we get better. Matt? Before we, we go into, I think, how you want to segment that list, because that's probably the, the next step, sure. the, the right content's going to definitely engage 
anyone more than the wrong content. And yeah. email list segmentation is a perfect example. You know, Mackenzie Froze has been on here talking about, you know, email marketing before, has some great content on previous episodes of Insights, but it's it's like with any content and email is just one one tool you can use, um, strategy and tactic in your in your marketing toolbox. But when your your content is more applicable to the recipient, your your likelihood of it being not only uh, read, consumed, but engaged with has to increase. I've been doing a bit of training over here uh, for Haley Marketing. We've hired quite a bit. So I've been doing quite a bit of training and onboarding and talking about content with a lot of new hires. And the analogy that I've been painting as we talk about content strategies, which is perfectly aligned with what you're talking about, Matt, comes down to magazines. You think about Better Homes and Garden, you think about Rolling Stone, you think about Inked Magazine, which is for tattoo enthusiasts. All of those magazines tailor to a very, very specific individual a very specific individual with certain hobbies, interests, talents, whatever it might be. We need to make sure that our emails in Matt's regard is speaking to our audience in the right way. Rolling Stone wouldn't put out a, a, an article about how to make a better tomato garden. Inked Magazine isn't going to talk about how to have the right throw pillows on your couch. Your list, your segmentation, making sure the right messaging is received by the right people is super, super critical. And Matt's right on with that. When we think about segmenting that list, what I would love to see this industry do as we move into the second half of 2022, and maybe you're listening and you're already doing this, and I applaud you if you are, but if you're not, here's my challenge. If you staff in different industries, different verticals, segment your list so that when you send out a top job, when you send out a claim to apply online today or get started today, and you're emailing IT professionals, you have an IT job in that in that newsletter. If you're reaching out to light industrial individuals via segmented list, don't have a nursing job in there. Make sure it's hypercritical so that when I open it up, you're not wasting my time. You know exactly who you're speaking to. You're sending them the right jobs at the right time so that we can actually have good conversion metrics because the people who are opening it are willing to and want to convert. Matt, I think that goes one step further too. As people do open the email, let's add them to another list. Now you know that these people are a little bit more down the active channel, the active funnel, not so much passively looking, but they're actually giving you their intent. They're giving you their interest. Let's send them different messaging. Let's send them very deliberate messaging to apply or come back to apply. If we know people have been to the job board in the last 30 days, let's send them very specific and deliberate messaging. We can be very strategic with our email. And instead of emailing 10,000 people, five jobs that might pertain to them, let's get hypercritical, hyper-focused on these individuals will be certainly interested in these roles, so we're going to send them to them. Matt, what else you got for us? When you think about email marketing and just getting 1% better as we look at the second half of 2022, what else might we do? I think it's important to consider how you'd segment that list if it's going to be manual or automated, a really good uh, CRM or your your marketing software could help with that. Or if you have the right team behind it to to engage to analyze that data to figure out, okay, I have ten thousand people. How should I continue to segment that based on their behavior? You know, marketing, you know, some kind of software can really help there. Where as soon as I engage with content, if I open it, if I don't open it, I'm sure we've all gotten emails of, hey, I haven't, you haven't been to our website in a while, or you haven't opened our email or clicked on our email in a while. Where are you? Are you okay? 
You know, those types of different workflows can be automated. So there's a manual way to do that and it can be effective. But I think, you know, if there's a way to automate it, that'd, that'd be great too in terms of people just moving along naturally. So you don't have to always check it. They can, you know, if you left something in, you know, this isn't your example, Brad, but in a shopping cart, if you're in the retail world, automatically send you an email. So what can you do to, to automate that? And I think, you know, the other side of it I was thinking about is one of the challenges we always have with staffing industry and our CEO, David Cerns, has talked about this a lot is, you know, it's good to differentiate yourselves. You don't have to be everything to everyone. So when you send out that IT job, because maybe it's 1% of your business, you know, it's okay to send it out, but make sure it goes out to the right people, not to everyone. But, you know, really focus on who's in that audience receiving the messages and it's, it's going to help. If you need help with your email campaigns, we'd love to chat. We'd love to help think through what it means to have a successful email campaign in 2022, you can reach out to our team of marketing educators by reaching out to info at HaleyMarketing.com. Let them know Insights sent you. Simple math to show how you're wasting money on the job boards. Matt has a formula that will rival Albert Einstein coming up here on Insights. Matt, tell us, what is the simple math to show how you're wasting money on the job boards? Not sure if we're doing E equals MC squared here today, but um, that's what I was promised. We'll try and not disappoint Brad. Well, All right. empty promises again in my life, but we'll look at one aspect of your of your job advertising budgets. I think to help analyze. And I just talked about this on a recent episode of LinkedIn Live. Love for you to check it out on um, over on my LinkedIn profile. But let's say Brad Staffing Agency needs 500 applications. All right, Brad has a 10% conversion rate on his applications and it costs him a dollar a click. So what I mean by conversion rate is when someone clicks on an ad, how many times do they apply? Okay, Okay. so you have 500 applications. If you have a 10% conversion rate, that means we need 5,000 clicks. Mm -hmm. If our click is a dollar a click, means it's $5,000. That's it. Okay, if we, let's say we keep, we spread still needs 500 applications. I do. He gets 12% conversion right now because maybe his jobs are a little better, his title's mm-hmm. a little better, his pay rate's a little better, whatever it is. Click still a dollar. Now you only need $4,167 I like to get your 500 applications because your conversion rate is 20% higher. That's good. The other side of it, Brad Staffing Agency still needs 500 applications, but his conversion rate's down to 8%. Mm-hmm. We don't like that. Mm-mm. Dollar a click, $12.50 an application. Now he's spending... $6,250 to get the same 500 people. I liked it better when I was spending 4,000, man. Yeah, you did. You had more money for more golf clubs. I so did. now, or maybe lessons. So it's important. I think there's there's two different, there's an aspect I'm looking at for this simple math. And it's just the conversion rate. It's the only thing that changed. We went from 10%, 12%, 8%, gave some different examples because our end goal is still 500 applications. That's something yeah. you know you need in this week to fill your job orders whatever your business goal is, right? Your smart goal. So I think just looking at that, your conversion rate, you could do the math. I could sit here and come up with a formula, I'm sure. But if you look at it and figure out, okay, if it's 500 applications, I divide it by 0.1 for my conversion rate, that's 5,000 clicks. It's a dollar a click, $5,000. So it's important to really hone in on that conversion rate because just fluctuating it by one or 2% on the sheet, it's really 20% cost you $800 less, or excuse me, $800 less or $1,200 more. 
that's easy math. And, and I don't even have a ton to add to that. I think we need to, as an industry, make sure that we're spending the right money in the right places at the right time. I certainly don't want to overspend. If I know I need 500 applications, I want to spend as little as possible to get the right applications. Let me clarify there. I definitely want applications from the right type of candidate. Mm-hmm. So if I can just increase my conversion rate to drive down that cost, that's perfect. And Matt, we've talked countless times on Insights about how to increase conversion rates, or at least things that might influence conversion rates. You want to go through a quick quick hitting crash course? What, what can people do to hopefully increase that conversion rate. So when we want to increase our conversion rate, a great place to start at the top is job titles. And there's an example I I talk about a lot from a company down in Florida that was hiring for marketing specialists. And when you look at data from Indeed, the, the marketing specialist jobs, the search terms before that were social media, sports marketing, graphic designer. That is not what this job was. This was a traditional marketing job. The titles it should have been were, were marketing associate, marketing associate, marketing assistant, marketing coordinator. So your title is really important because people could click on the job and be interested in it, but what they find out after the click, if that's not the job they want, that's gonna decrease your conversion rate. It's an empty click, it's eating up your budget, it's decreasing your conversion rate. It could be the salary. If the salary is not listed at the top of the application, or excuse me, the job posting, maybe it's inside the job posting and I click on the the, the posting for Brad's staffing agency and inside I see it's a couple dollars an hour less than I want, not gonna apply for the job. Obviously, you can go in the job description. If somebody clicks on the ad and doesn't like what your job description is, that's going to affect it. Then, and lastly, your your application process. If I click on your job posting and it's going to be a quick, frictionless two minute process, that's great. If it's full of friction and fields and pages of applications, your conversion rate is going to be lower because people aren't filling out seventeen pages of an application or even three or four right now. They're probably on their mobile device. They don't have their resume. It has to be really simple to to complete. So to to increase your conversion rate, look at your job titles, look at your salary, look at your job description and your application format um, to help drive more conversions. And like Matt said, increasing that conversion rate is critical. If you need 500 applications and you're willing to pay for them, you need to make sure that you're paying as little as possible to get the right people to apply to those jobs. And increasing that conversion rate is one of the best ways, if not the best way to drive down that cost. Even the best recruiter can't outperform automation. At Haley Marketing, we use innovative software plus our experience managing millions of dollars of job advertising to help our clients automate their ad spend management. Want to see how we are helping our clients reduce their cost per apply by an average of 33%? And contact us to get a free recruitment marketing review by emailing info at haleymarketing.com or call 888-696-2900 and be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. Matt, let's talk rockstar marketing. How can we drive repeat business like Old Navy or Golf Galaxy? A couple examples for you on today's episode of Insights. Old Navy, super cash. If you shop at Old Navy throughout a certain period of time, I'm sure you've been given a pocket full of super cash. But what I want to talk about on today's Insight is how they integrate super cash with your email immediately as you make a purchase. So recently, Matt, my wife and I were at Old Navy. Made a quick purchase, bought some shirts, no big deal. Had to get some t-shirts, got get ready for summer. You know, got to get ready for the summer months here coming here. And as we're leaving the store, wife sits down in the passenger seat, opens up her email. She gets an email from Old Navy, spend your super cash. Sounds great, except one thing, we were just in the store. Why didn't we get that coupon, you know, 25 minutes ago? It's like the timing was just off. We just could have had that. 
But marketer, marketer Brad is thinking here now. They know that we were in the store. When you check out, you punch in your phone number to check out. Once you do that, that's triggered to an email. So immediately after that purchase, it's triggering an automated email to say, hey, come back, buy more from us. Oh, and by the way, here's $10 off if you spend 50. Love it. We're driving that repeat business by first knowing that somebody made a purchase. Example two, Golf Galaxy. I just mentioned that I bought really nice golf clubs, Matt. Hopefully they take some strokes off my game. If anything, I'll look better swinging a stick this summer, so it's a win-win, I guess. What I love about Golf Galaxy, though, is the rewards program. You spend a certain amount of money, you get a, a card in the mail, that now you have rewards to come back and, hey, spend more money with them. Obviously, I'm going to spend more than the reward. I have to go get something now that I have this $100 in my pocket. I might as well go buy something worth $150. Why not? I could buy something less, but you know I won't. But they're getting me back in the store. They're enticing me. They're incentivizing. Incentivizing? That's a word. We're going to say it's a word. To come back into the store to make a repeat purchase. Staffing and recruiting firms need to figure out a way to drive repeat business. What can we do for our clients? Or what can we do for our candidates to drive repeat business? How do we get somebody who was out on assignment six months ago, who is no longer with us, working with us, to come back and work with us again? What sort of incentive can we offer them? For clients who are partnering with us, what sort of incentive can we give them to give us another job order or a bigger job order? What can we do with our database knowing that people are either working with us, have worked with us, have worked with us in the past, are working with us, but maybe they haven't in, in a couple of weeks, whatever it might be, what incentive can we offer them to come back? Matt, what do you think, man? That's the rockstar marketing example I got for this show. They're doing a really good job of keeping returning customers. And it goes back to anything, right? Returning customers convert twice as often as new customers. And it's it's so much easier if we had a nickel every time. If it goes back to keeping those, those customers and, and actually how we can tie this all together to staffing, just had a literal light bulb moment. So if you can work some magic here, Brad. Um, we talked about this on a previous episode of Insights, but it's marketing the brand, not the job. They're not marketing golf clubs to you at Golf Galaxy or at Old Navy. I'm sure you bought jeans or socks or whatever you bought for the summer. T-shirts, you got to get your new summer wardrobe. It's, they're, they're not marketing that. They're, hey, you had a great experience or you just bought something. Come back. We're going to take care of you. And now you're going to spend more and spend more because their marketing hit at the right time. I wish I had a soundbite. I could just put some claps right there. You, you got us there. You know, when you think about marketing the brand, it's critical. I have hundreds of options when it comes to buying golf products. I didn't have to go to Golf Galaxy. I chose to because it was the closest store that would fit me for clubs. I could have got them online. I could have got them probably at a discount online. I could have went to other stores, but I chose to go there. One, proximity. Two, proximity. But I have even more options to buy golf polos or shorts, tees, man. I mean, I could go to Amazon. I don't have to go to Golf Galaxy for a bag of tees. But now I got a $10 gift card, right? A reward. I might as well go back there. Old Navy, you're spot on, man. I have zero brand affinity to Old Navy. I'm just buying a workout shirt, right? I can get that from literally anywhere. But hey, I got this super cash. So now that I got $10 in super cash, I might as well go spend 100 bucks, right? Because, hey, I got the super cash. 
brand, build the brand. When you think about your staffing and recruiting firm, candidates have hundreds of options. If I drive down the street one more time and I see that somebody's applying, now hiring, apply now, I'm going to lose my mind. We get it. Everybody is hiring. Why should I work for you or trust you? If you're a staffing and recruiting firm looking for marketers, what is in it for me to trust you with my career? What are you going to do for me? More importantly, what are you going to do for my family, right? Let's think bigger picture there. What about the brand? Why should I come to you instead of somebody else? Matt, that was a dynamite, dynamite light bulb moment. Every once in a while we get them, but I, it's important. Yeah, you can't just market a transaction. It's There's too many choices. It's so simple for someone to go find a job right now. Literally everyone's hiring, right? 4.7 more million, 4.7 million more jobs than people in unemployment. You know, 3 million fewer people in the labor force participation rate, et cetera, et cetera. You can talk about it ad nauseum, but it's it's important to build that brand and connect with your your candidates, your prospective candidates, the applicants, and continue with your employees if they're on assignment, they're on your payroll, wherever, to to nurture that relationship because if something better comes up and you're just, you know, the paycheck to them, the the faceless, nameless person on the other side that signs the check every Friday, they'll they'll drop you tomorrow if they have to, because there's a better opportunity. So that that brand marketing that Brad talked about. In the retail world, what can we bring over to the staffing world? And it, it helps continue to keep your your candidates from leaving, which I know is a huge pain point for recruiters and staffing agencies. You had an incredible one-liner there, and I don't even think you caught yourself saying it. Are you just a paycheck to your candidates was beautiful. Probably the title of this show, or episode rather. Are you just another paycheck to your candidates was wild. You need to think through what your brand means to people, because if you have no brand affinity and no brand loyalty to your candidates, they are absolutely going to go somewhere else when given the opportunity to do so. Are you just another paycheck to your candidates? Matt, let's leave it there. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us, tweet us at Haley Marketing. Let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators and be sure you tell them that Insight sent you. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.